this you just don't get, huh? Lord, let me know if you got us. Preaching about profit. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to the goddess. Goddess, got it. Woohoo! Welcome, welcome to the Strong Women Power Half Hour. Welcome back, everyone. It is so good to be back. Woohoo! Oh, it's so nice to connect with everyone. Um, thanks for all of the emails and messages of people being like, "Hey, Kelly, when you get in the podcast back again." Um, and thank you for your understanding. Uh, it's been quite, uh, quite this summer. I think everyone's kind of having a, a really interesting growing, maybe dare I say healing summer. But uh, before I get ahead of myself, hello and welcome. Welcome to the Strong Women Power Half Hour, your podcast and radio show to encourage, educate and empower you on your path through womanhood. Oh, it's been too long since I said that. Hey, I need to sip. I need to get used to speaking so much again. Oh, yes, there's a nice mint tea going down. So, of course, uh, I am your host and women's empowerment specialist, Kelly Hickey. I'm the director of Strong Women Co., a company designed to help women be their strongest, happiest, and healthiest selves. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram for your daily inspiration and motivation. And you can join uh, our sisterhood on our Facebook group. All links are in the show notes as usual. So, um, I am going to, uh, do a couple of breaths, uh, with you, but I did want to do a little bit of a life update as well, cause I know a lot of people have been wondering. So why don't we do those breaths first, uh, and then I'll do an update, uh, and kind of the update is kind of the show today, which, which happens. Um, and we're getting back on the horse, getting back on the podcast train, which for anyone who's done this, once you stop doing it for a while, it can be, <laughs> it can be kind of daunting, uh, to get back up on that horse as they call it. Actually, I had originally called this podcast getting back up on the horse <laughs> and uh, that might be, that might be one that's coming. Um, but let's go ahead and do those three breaths that I mentioned just so we can kind of all get grounded and collect ourselves up. So if you're sitting down, let's comfortably move those shoulders away from your ears. You can do that if you're walking too. If you can close your eyes, if not, you can find a relaxing breath here either way. I'm going to ask you to relax your jaw. Relax the space between your eyes. Relax your eyebrows. Imagine relaxing your eye sockets, your cheekbones, everything there. Just relax. Relaxing your ears. Moving down. Relaxing your spine so each vertebrae just lands on top of one another. And now we're going to breathe in slowly and deeply in through our nose. A little hold. Out a little sigh. Another one just like that. Breathing in nice and slowly. Hold. Out a sigh. A couple of easy breaths here now. Noticing that just those two breaths have slowed you down, made you more open, receiving. Maybe you can hear yourself even a little better. Okay, now last big deep breath. We're going to breathe in as much as we comfortably can to stretch out those beautiful lungs, breathing in through our nose. 
Hold, feel the stretch of your upper, your mid, and your lower lungs. Let it out with a sigh. <sighs> All right. Well, let's let's do this. Life update and topic of the show. Let's go ahead. Let's do this. <laughs> So, life update slash topic of the show, becoming whole, being whole, integration. It's kind of the, the idea uh, behind this show that I, where I want to help your mind go, help your mind grow, and uh, how you can perhaps see some of the things that I bring up in this story that you can help get yourself feeling whole and integrated with all of yourselves, including some of those selves we have me, those selves who went through a hard time or, or a confusing time, or we're in a different place or in a different job or, you know, in a weird relationship. And we kind of maybe, maybe separate that, that version of ourselves from our whole selves, uh, almost punish that. So what I'm suggesting, and, and this is something I, I work with a lot of my clients on is, um, integrating their whole selves. Honestly, a lot of my, the women who come to me, uh, not all, but a lot are just, very type A women who have um, their professional selves very much on the go, but it's their personal lives and personal selves that they're trying to integrate better in a more balanced way. So I, I know there's a there's a hunger for this, and it's certainly been my journey as as of late. Uh, so just life update. Uh, so we're seven months or so in beautiful New Brunswick after moving um, from the Netherlands uh, this winter. Super exciting uh, time that was. And uh, honestly, I haven't taken a summer off of podcasting before, uh, but I, I was just trying to listen to myself and I've been in more of a listening mood, uh, more of a taking it all in processing uh, kind of place. And then while I've been doing that, I've, I've been trying to hone my voice again. I've been asking myself, what is my voice? What is my message? What is my purpose? I've been really deep and thinky um, and honestly <clears throat> uh, dealing with these big questions. Um, I'm uh, perimenopausal uh, and I know this because I have the perimenopausal symptoms or many of them. And sure, I'm only 41, going to be in 42, but I did, oops, sorry, I did uh, start my period like right before I was 11. So I think I was an early starter <laughs> for the period and I might be an early starter for the menopause, uh, just a theory. But uh, no, my symptoms are just telling me. And I've taken um, different kinds of supplements and they certainly um, help. So uh, here I am in my perimenopausal state and I cannot believe how similar it is to my puberty state uh, where I'm like, what am I doing with my life? What direction should I go? How do I feel about things? What do I think of things? It's just like really like it feels like a big question. I've, I'm ter I've, I've always been, you know, a big philosopher ever since uh, I was a child. But uh, puberty and now menopause is, is really seeming to ramp up uh, that the philosopher um, in me. But the theme um, of this year for 2023, uh, for longtime listeners, you may remember, um, maybe not, uh, was, was for acceptance and gratitude. And, you know, the acceptance part was really big for me because I am such a fighter. Um, and, and the accepting and not fighting. Cause I like just accepting of how things are. And that's like not easy for me because I'm like, no, but we can make it better. And it's like, well, you know, we don't have to, you don't have to fight every single thing, Kelly. You don't have to fight everything. And there's a beautiful thing of, of even 
you know, I would fight even good things that came my way. It's like, this can't be. And it's like, no, just accept. There's such a power in acceptance. Um, and then with that, on top of that acceptance and gratitude, just accept and have gratitude for, for what has been laid at my feet, which in this year has been so much good that sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if this is, this is a, a dream. Um, and I think that can happen sometimes when we are happy after being in a, in a not so happy or a very stressful, uh, situation. But what does, uh, what does it all mean? And, and why are we here? And why, why am I here? Why are you here? All these questions keep coming up and, um, you're reminding me of my young self who was, uh, who was really, really thinking about those things. Um, as I was trying to figure out, you know, who, what it meant to be an adult and a woman and a person and a citizen and all those things, you know, but, uh, so much can change. And so much has changed uh, in the last few years. It's changed for all of us, uh, but you know, and, and for my family and for me in particular. And so for me and my family, we've had four houses in four years now. So that's a lot of change. So that's like, that's a lot just to process and, and, and get over anyway. Um, and uh, that's across countries and continents. Um, and each, each move, there was so much to be learned. Each tricks of the house, each tricks of the community, each, where, where's the grocery store? What's the culture that everyone just accepts here as norm? What, what is the level of noise? What is the, le what is the school rules? What, like, it's just like brand new learning everywhere. Uh, we go in, in subtle ways that sometimes we don't even really uh, see. And, and, you know, like, and, and with the different cultural shorthands we have to pick up and all that, it takes effort. It takes time. Uh, so yeah, we've been doing that. I've been doing that. Um, and just kind of just, just taking it all in and just being like, whoa, so much has happened. And, uh, while we're doing that, um, Justin's work is continuing, uh, with, uh, offshore wind farms going off the coast of Boston, Virginia, and New York. Um, and, um, I support him and the crew as when they come in. Um, and we actually had 40 of them at our house for, uh, one part of the a project was, was done. And, uh, it turned out to be a real fun party, um, where I turned them into honorary Canadians. Um, I'm a Newfoundlander. So if anyone had been for, to Newfoundland, you may have come across, very likely come across this ritual. It's called being screeched in. And, um, uh, what was so cool is Carol Christ, uh, one of the great scholars of goddess theology in the world. She was a friend of mine and she came and visited me in Newfoundland. And while she was in Newfoundland, uh, one of the things that we did was uh, a screech ritual. And at the end of the screech ritual where you, we get, uh, come from away. So people from not from Newfoundland, uh, to say a, a few silly sayings that honestly no one in Newfoundland says anymore. And then we get them to drink some screech. And back when the cod fishery was on the go before everyone overfished, we used to kiss a cod, but now you kiss a puffin. And then, um, you, after you go through this ritual, uh, and drink screech, which is a Jamaican rum, uh, long story of trade behind that one. And then you become an honorary Newfoundlander. And Carol Christ loved this because she was a scholar of ritual and she had been to many places in the world and uh, had never heard of such a ritual where we become an honorary member of that group. Um, so I really love that and it stuck with me and, she, and, and uh, how much she was touched by it. So when we had, um, it was uh, uh, Europeans and uh, folks from Malaysia mostly at the house and many people had never been to Canada. So I turned it into a whole thing where they became honorary Canadians and it was, uh, they were very touched. It was really nice. And it's so cool just to spread that, that Canadian, yes, everyone's welcome here kind of vibe. Um, and I was so happy to do that. So that was a fun thing we did uh, this summer. 
Ooh, I also, yeah, I just got an email. Uh, I'm getting poems published for the first time in 20 years. I haven't submitted anything in 20 years. Um, but yes, it's a poems and it's a, a local book getting together. It's all about uh, speaking up for nature and it's an anthology of local writers about speaking up for nature. So again, this is the me trying to find my voice in, in kind of different ways than than what I have in the last few years because I feel like maybe I want to maybe I want to expand and, and going back to those ways that I had in my past that that did give me a voice. I'm trying everything. I'm a type A. <laughs> You guys probably know that, right? Uh, so yes, yeah, so that's going on. Um, and folks in my gift giving circle, you'll probably get a book for Christmas with my poem in it. But uh, it, during this time, um, in the last few months, including the last few months I've been off the podcast, I've been really gathering myself, just like just you know, just fully gathering all of ourselves, all myself up of of of, of when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, just like all these little traces of myself, little memories flashing up, all all of these ideas, these feelings. I'm like, oh yeah, and all of a sudden I'm I'm nostalgic, so I've been gathering myself of past, present, and future, just kind of like, well, what am I now? Who am I now? Gathering my thoughts, gathering all the knowledge and experience I've, I've gained, you know, so far. And I've been desperately trying to integrate that knowledge into myself, right? Myself, my various versions of myself, hopefully coming to a whole myself, singular item, singular person, singular being. Um, you know, and, uh, integration is, they say is the process of combining two or more things to create a whole. And so another word I was like, I was like, okay, what's another word besides integration I could use to talk to people about, uh, synthesis is, uh, a, a, another one and amalgamation, another one. So it's just kind of like bringing, bringing almost different things together, right. To, to make a whole is that's what integration is. And, uh, you know, for me, one of my, my, uh, kind of most obvious integration challenges is integrating my Netherlands self into my current New Brunswick self. Um, and so, uh, we are going back to Europe, uh, uh, in, oh, is it a month? Less than a month? A month. And, uh, for some meetings, um, and then a, also a vacation. Um, and we're going to Turkey for my birthday. Please the goddess. Why Turkey you say? Uh, well, First of all, if you've been to Turkey, please email me if you have any advice or anything. I'm super into uh, getting any kind of knowledge that to help us along the way. But specifically, we'll be going into uh, Ephesus, uh, famous for the Temple of Artemis, and also crazy, the House of Mary. Again, you know, like I try on the, these ideas all the time, and I grew up Anglican, so Mary was is, is relatively new to me in, in her essence, and the goddess, and the divine feminine, and I now realize I think Mary is what Roman Catholics held on to from the goddess uh, traditions of faith. And anyway, so Mary may or may not have been a real person, of course. Uh, this is all open to uh, various discussions and historical you know, arguable facts. Uh, but apparently the house, uh, or the way the legend goes is the house that Mary lived, her supposed to have lived her last few years is also in this place where this temple of Artemis was, which was like an eighth wonder of the world. And before it was a temple of Artemis, this place was also a pilgrimage for thousands of years for another goddess that was like a pre Artemis goddess. And so here we have this site that's undeniable, 
uh, cool stuff going on there of ancient goddess things. I just, I'm into the vibe and it's been called to go there for a while now. And uh, so, and we can get everything for the family in this vacation. Pretty cheap flights from Europe. Um, and then you can get all-inclusive packages, which is what my husband loves. He likes a beach and playing volleyball. And there's amazing water parks. So we get the all-inclusive uh, water park for Violet and a religious pilgrimage all-in-one. So we are pretty psyched um, about um, that vac vacation. Or at least I am now. I will tell you it took me a bit to get there. <laughs> Even though this is the thing. It's like, you know, you can ask for your dreams and you can ask for, you know, and, and, and have these big wishes and then like even when they are your the universe is like here you can go do not assume you are going to jump at it <laughs> do not assume that fears are not going to get in the way sometimes even if uh, even of those things uh, that you've specifically asked for and dreamed of uh, so here I am with this opportunity um, I've been talking about going to the temple of Artemis for a very long time um, and uh, when my husband was like hey well, we have this time why don't we and for your birthday. And I was like, whoa, okay. I, I know I, this is good in theory, <laughs> but I just couldn't get my whole self on board. And when it came to uh, booking the, the flights, I couldn't, I, I struggled. I was like, mm. I, it was like my body and my mind didn't want to go back. And uh, listeners to the pod will know some of the struggles and challenges I had when I, we lived in Europe and the Netherlands. And I have been keeping myself separate, the, the Netherlands self and my New Brunswick selves. And I, I can't tell you how much happier I am now. I'm like a different person. Uh, I'm like my older, like, I'm like my old happy self, but wiser and more guarded. So, uh, so leaving this, this place where I'm now, where I'm finally in a, in a good place and leaving that even temporarily to face some of the fears of a place. I honestly didn't know if I, like how long I could last there. I, I honestly, like, I know, like, champagne problems, white girl problems here, yes, but, like, I went into a bit of a panic, like, even when you're given, here, here's the thing you want, well, you know, it's like, uh, I'm afraid, you know, I went into a panic, it was, and it was also the day we were booking the tickets, it was also the full moon, and this last full moon was the last super moon we're gonna see for a while, and it was super close to the earth, and there was a lot of feelings, and it was a lot about facing our fears, um, so yes, that's what's going on. And then honestly, I just recognized my process. I had to feel the feels. This is, this is the fears that I have been like keeping in my separate self. I'm like past Kelly dealt with that. Current Kelly doesn't have to, this is, this is a subconscious kind of thing. I think that I've been kind of rocking and then the literally going back to the power of place. And there's so much written about the power of place to be faced with so many of those fears and see, see old friends again and places and all of that. Cause we'll be going to the Netherlands, uh, for, for a bit, uh, before and after. And, um, uh, I, it, it was, it was kind of just like, here, here's all those fears <laughs> here. Are you sure you want to face all these things that you, that you haven't, um, uh, really healed from yet? So yes, I went into a bit of a panic. Um, and then in my process, in my feels and having the feels, I had a little freak out, you know, a little, little tantrum to myself, maybe a little bit in front of my husband. Um, and then I had a good cry. Um, and then after all of that, this is my process. What's your process? Have you thought about what your process is in dealing with challenging things? My process often deals with having a little freak out and then a little cry. It's gotten more and more mature, kind of, <laughs> as I've gotten older. <laughs> Um, and now I'm kind of owning it again, um, uh, that this is, this is a process and that, and that's okay. 
And, uh, and then after I had my process and a good cry, I wiped myself and I felt better. Don't we always feel better after a good cry? And if you need, if you need someone to tell you or give you permission to go ahead and have that good cry, this is me now sending you that love, sending you that healing. It is so much more healthy to get that cry out than the rage against someone else or yourself or punch a wall or all those other things that seem to be more socially acceptable in a weird messed up way than just having a good cry. So you go and you have a good cry. And so when I did, uh, and then I was able to move forward and I swear you will too. It's just something about this release, right? Of, of just being honest and just like, like a good old fashioned, like cry where you <sighs> at the end and everything, right? Like, like you did when you were a kid. I think it is about integrating ourselves where we can, we're still that same person and, and that's okay. That's actually really cool. It's amazing. We are that same little being, um, as, as we were as, 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 as children. But so much of the last year for me has been about understanding myself better and having more compassion for myself specifically. Um, I feel like this is an ongoing, I feel like I've had several years where I feel, where I, I thought I grew a lot in my self-compassion and, and I probably did, but looking back, there's a teeny tiny step and I still have so far to go now that I'm uh, a little bit older and, uh, and wiser, but you know, I'm, I'm on the path and I, and I hope you are too on the path of better understanding yourself and having that, that self-compassion and also personally understanding and accepting my neurodiversity. I'm, I'm just a little bit different than other people. Most other people, I'm not neurotypical, um, in, in a lot of the ways of my process, how I deal with things, how I think about things, my creative process. Um, you know, if you put me in with, uh, neuro non-typicals, <laughs> there's some trends that certainly pop out, but just kind of accepting myself in that way. And, uh, and then also shooting love back to the time uh, as me as a kid who, when I was misunderstood and hurting and I love her now the way that she never, ever got loved before. Cause I could, I have that power as an adult now. And also big for me this summer, um, in the last several months, but definitely over the summer is just the reintegrating into my body. Being back in my body, uh, I had disassociated, again, like not integrated, two separate beings, like myself and my body is what it felt like. And I had disassociated and, and didn't really know it, um, or maybe I did and just didn't have any power to do much about it, uh, but my body felt foreign to me before uh, before I kind of came back to Canada and even in the beginning, but uh, I was in survival mode and... Um, I was there, but not really, you know, maybe you've ever felt like that. And in, in so many ways, my time in the Netherlands feels like a dream. And I think that's because of the immense stress from new and threatening stimuli. Uh, it just had me in overwhelm. Like just, just, it was one thing after another. It was like a, a comedy of just stresses <laughs> one thing after another. Um, and you know, again, I'm trying to understand my own neurodiversity and how to respond, how I respond to stress, especially chronic ongoing stress. And now looking back, you know, I think that's kind of maybe what burnout is, at least for me is dealing with chronic ongoing stress. And, you know, it's not like sometimes it's easy to get rid of those stresses. Uh, you can make decisions and 
and try to uh, move past it and, and it be, you know, focus on what you're in control of. You can do all of those things, but it doesn't mean you're immediately going to get out of the uh, ongoing chronic stress. So what, what does it do uh, to your body? And have you ever disassociated, just uh, kind of felt like you weren't even really there in your body? Um, and I, I guess I had in, in temporary trauma times, but hadn't really in for, a, for like a long-term thing. But I bet I'm not the only one who did that over COVID times. It was a, certainly a stressful, um, very upsetting time, wasn't it? And beyond that, uh, longtime listeners to the pod will remember that my autoimmune disease, which had been dormant for six years, uh, came unexpectedly roaring back while I was in the Netherlands. So that was another thing where I was just like, my, I felt like my body was failing me and everything was just like, why is nothing working? Why, why, uh, am I so miserable? Why is it just like, it was just, it was a horrible state of, of, of being now that I look back at it with myself with some compassion of, um, uh, wow, that was really hard. And I, and I can, I can say that, but, um, so yeah, this, the, and then my, my autoimmune disease, which I thought I had kicked came back. Uh, and I have, um, uh, so my body was swelling. This is back in the Netherlands. My body was swelling and blistering and pussing and making me only able to move a few hours a day in the summer. I have several triggers, but the heat is the worst one for me. And, um, I was worried this summer what the heat would bring. Um, uh, so what I have is, um, it's mast cell activation syndrome. So my body makes too much histamine and my body treats, uh, several things, um, that I'm, that aren't, I'm not deathly allergic to, like I'm deathly allergic to it. Um, but I'm getting much better at understanding it now. And I'm in, a, I'm in a much better place, but I still was so worried about the stress of the heat because it's heat is the main stress that brings on, um, my, my, uh, eruptions of uh, like blisters and, and all those nasty things. Uh, but, uh, I will say that, uh, I, I, I was, I was worried that what was going to happen with my MCAS and would, would I be would it be less because I'm less stressed? And what if it's not? What if it's just as bad? And oh my goodness, what am I going to do? So I was kind of worried about all this stuff because stress causes histamine. And so if there's already tons of histamine in your body and then your body makes more histamine, then you're in a toxic level of histamine and your body's just freaking out like you're in an allergic reaction all the time. It's a hard way to be, trust me. So luckily this summer has been so much better despite some very hot temps. Uh, I still had a few little breakouts, but, uh, be just after some big heat exposures, but they were small in comparison. So I'm so grateful. Thank you, goddess. Thank you self for, uh, figuring all of this out and making good health choices. Um, getting out foods that are high histamine, things I even like, like wine, um, and just making better choices for myself and for my body. Again, trying to integrate all of myself uh, together into one. Uh, so yeah, so, so much better this summer. And as a person who used to get a lot out of going to the gym, um, it was really what kept me uh, out of depression um, for in my 20s. I've also begun uh, back at that at the gym and, and doing exercises and yoga and stretches uh, several times throughout the day, just like, you know, when I'm home and just doing that connecting and breathing and feeling into my body. In a way, I couldn't, I just couldn't before. Um, I've been working so much on my hips. Oh, so many hip flexor stretches. And uh, which any yogi will know um, holds so much emotion, right? That's where, that's where the emotion is. Well, that's where some emotion is anyway. Uh, but yeah, those deep hip flexors, I, I highly recommend just, just like, you know, if you're listening to this now and you got a moment, just literally go into it. 
Go into a stretch, do some breathing, come back to your body, come back to yourself, feet on the ground. Let's remember that our body is part of ourselves. Our body is part of our life experience and it deserves to be treated as part of, as a huge part of who we are and not just this vehicle we drive around. I try to remember that for this, this body that sometimes I can get frustrated with, but it does so, so, so many wonderful things um, for me, just like your body does for you. And, oh, I even signed up for a, uh, a yoga class, uh, which is my first since COVID. So that, and I went last week, that was amazing. And there's so many ways I feel like I'm coming back to myself. And honestly, that's like a big relief to me because I felt so lost and away from myself, uh, for the past couple of years and just like generally confused and like, I'll give myself credit. I really tried and I've really worked hard and it wasn't for, you know, a, a lack of effort that I felt like I lost myself. It was, I think just life circumstances. I think maybe it's just normal to kind of go through these phases, um, of losing oneself and coming back. But, uh, I, I'm just feeling such a relief to feel more like myself again, like I'm coming home, but this time I'm a little bit wiser and maybe a tad bit more cautious, but life will do that to you. But I'm integrating all of myself, my past, my present, my future. Is there a part of you that you would like to integrate into your whole self? Is there a part of your past? Is there a part of your experience? Is there something you have shame around? Something that's just too stressful to process? If so, it's not something we're going to correct or change completely right now, but you can give yourself this present version of you. Shoot some love back to that other version of you and let her know that everything's going to be okay. Let her know that you have her and let her know that she has nothing to be ashamed of or afraid of and that you got her. That's one of the most powerful things we can do to integrate our past selves into our present selves and make ourselves whole again. Coming home to myself with full acceptance and gratitude. What a feeling. What a homecoming, right? It's such, such a beautiful world, word, homecoming, coming home. How could you fully integrate yourselves, your versions of yourself? And sometimes people have trouble where they feel their social selves or their friend self might be different than their family self, and they feel an incongruency in that. How could you be more honest about who you are? How could you be, how could you be filled with more integrity about your true essence by being your actual integrated self, no matter where you are or who is around? Other fun things that we can do, if we're looking to work on our integrating ourselves and making ourselves whole and giving ourselves love. We can look through old photo albums or old photos on Facebook or your phone. Look through old writings, old memory boxes if you have. You can let yourself stroll down memory lane and have a look around. And while you're there, please, please give yourself some love. 
and tell yourself, no matter when that was, you were doing the best you can. We all were. I sincerely believe everybody is doing their best they can where they are right now. So go give yourself some love and gather all those little traces of you up. Anything you left behind, anything you let someone take away from you, someone saucy mean to you at school, some stupid bully at work, you take, you snatch that version of you, you snatch any bit of energy they took from you, you bring it back and you pull it in and you bring it in tight. All those threads of you, that is the tapestry that makes you what you are, who you are. You bring all of those threads in tight and they find, they find their ways back into that gorgeous tapestry, into the weave of who you are. And now you can repeat after me. I am here. I am whole. And I say your name. I am Now for the featured song of this show. Uh, it's good. This is a different kind of song, but I liked what it meant and what it made me think and what I hope it will make you think and, and, and um, explore. And so we are talking about integration and being whole. And I was thinking very specifically uh, when I did this topic for the show, I was thinking about it in a way of very personal. <laughs> then, of course, you know, white woman from Newfoundland, uh, Canada here, um, I forgot about the powerful word integration and what that has meant in other places in the world, including um, integration in, of uh, people of different races um, in the States when they were integrating schools um, and, and integrating schools of different religions, um, and then also uh, a general integrating um, in places like uh, Northern Ireland. And this song uh, that I'm about to play for you, um, it's a children's choir, uh, so that you'll hear those voices. It's called We Are Integration. And uh, in the 2021-22 school year, they celebrated um, 40 years of integrated education across Northern Ireland. And uh, the first integrated school, uh, Loughlin College, uh, was established um, in 81 by a parent group called All Children Together. And the integrated education, it holds a unique place in the world. It's the only sector uh, known that has been created and driven by the demands and efforts of just parents. Every integrated school has been started by parents or transformed through parent, a parental ballot. In either case, parental involvement is the core principle of integrated education. Integrated education is a story of civic courage from parents, teachers, governors, and children in the face of division. It's a story about hope. That is, by intentionally bringing people together, we could not only deliver quality education, but make a contribution to building peace and reconciliation. At the Council for Integrated Education, we believe this is a story worth celebrating. It says on their uh, YouTube uh, page for this video. And um, the more I thought about it, you know, like, 
if if we are all just different versions of ourselves and you know this this, this division that we have we can divide our, ourselves up into place parts we like and parts we don't and we can divide people up. oh i don't like them they're different than me or or they have a different way of eating or or praying or whatever you know it's this it's this division that is so painful and it's the dividing and making the othering if it's the othering of some part of yourself or the othering of another person so that you can for a brief moment your ego can be like oh we're safe but it's not it's not it's not true safety it's not real it's it's a lie we say it's the division is the lie um that we are not one because of course we are look at look at how uh, we affect one another um, directly and indirectly so I like this idea. I like this idea of the macro. I like the idea of integrating oneself and becoming whole. And then that also contributing literally to world peace. Because one of, uh, one of my journeys has been that um, first I was really, really into wanting world peace. And as a kid and a teenager, I was like, we just have to fight for world peace. We have to figure out a way to get along. And then as I got into my 20s and I had my own crises and things I had to deal with, I realized that we would never have world peace until we had inner peace, until we had some kind of peace with ourselves. We will always be fighting with one another. And I think as on my journey, this integration piece, this this accepting yourself as a whole is, a, is another piece, uh, another, another segment to the, um, the calming feeling of peace so that um, we can get to a better place where we are not so divisionary of ourselves and each other and we're not so othering so that we can have acceptance and gratitude for one another and also for ourselves so with all of that said uh, i'm going to play you this cute fun thought-provoking uh video uh, it's actually a pretty good video i'll put the link in the show notes as well if you want to watch it I think the song may be a minute longer than I would have suggested, but I'll let it run through the whole time um, as well. It's the uh, Northern Ireland Council for Integrated um, Education, and this is called We Are Integration Music Video, and I will let you go, and I will talk to you so soon. Take care of yourself. Be kind and gentle with yourself, and remember, right now, in this moment, you are whole. You are integrated and you are right here. It's time that we all made a change. Learn from all our past mistakes. We all have a role to play. Make a brighter future.
So 